Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Life and Inside Job where we are celebrating the centenary of Gerda Boyson's birth. I'm Kate Codrington, I'm a writer, menopause mentor, an artist, facilitator and speaker and my book Second Spring, The Self-Care Guide to Menopause was published by HarperCollins this year. I no longer practice biodynamic work and yet the whole of my professional and personal life and practice is infused with what I learned from Gerda back when I trained with her in the last century. If you've not heard of her, Gerda was the founder of biodynamic psychology, a groundbreaking and wide-reaching body-mind modality. She was born into a bourgeois family in Bergen, Norway, in 1922, and she grew up to be the unlikely originator of the ideas behind most contemporary body-mind modalities. But because she was a woman, you probably won't have heard of her or her enormous contribution to body-orientated psychotherapy or complementary therapies. Popularity peaked in the 70s for biodynamic psychotherapy in the UK. And though perhaps more widely respected in mainland Europe and internationally, here in the UK, Gerda's biodynamic work has been mostly dismissed, while the modalities that she inspired have come to prominence and become mainstream. The wisdom of the body to hold trauma, to heal, the cycles of the emotional body, motherhood, breastfeeding, being a midwife, being kind and allowing and going under the ego were all just too female to be countenanced as respectable practice. In the second half of the 20th century and through this century, fascia work, somatic experiencing, trauma work, polyvagal theory and countless other psychotherapeutic and complementary health modalities are derived, probably unknowingly, from the discoveries Gerda made two generations previously. She is truly the mother of them all. In this episode, you will hear from a number of people who have trained in biodynamic methods all across the decades how Gerda and biodynamic theory and practice has deeply touched their lives and the communities around them. You will hear that Gerda's work is much bigger than tummy rumbling behind a therapy room door, that her generosity, trust and engagement with the flow of life has pervaded the world. Between the interviews, you will hear the sound of the autonomic nervous system coming into balance, what Gerda named psychoperistalsis, and you might know as tummy rumbling. Yeah, my name is Barbara Husong. And where and when did you train? I trained at the Gerda Boysen Centre in London, um, Acton, 
and that was started in 1995 and finished in 2000. And could you share please either a memory of Gerda or an aspect of the biodynamic method that is important to you? And quite often actually when I think of Gerda I um, see in front of my face you know Gerda coming in kind of sweeping into the group room um, he always started at 11 and she needed the time in the morning to fully get into her day and then she came in and said good morning good morning and with this quite encouraging quite alive light voice she would come in and ask how we were and and through you know from the beginning she really let us know that we were fully accepted as we were i think that is one of the main aspects in biodynamic psychotherapy um, which is of course also a humanistic one you know to have the unconditional positive regard and I think Gerda really took it even a little bit further and it was like a complete and um, unconditional acceptance just as we were um, so I think she demonstrated that through holding the group and telling us the stories and she taught a lot through stories sometimes of course she also um, showed us methods and showed us really hands-on also how to massage um, yeah and of course with this um, unconditional acceptance she was talking also to the primary personality which we know is an important aspect or principle in biodynamic to encourage the primary personality to come out um, and sometimes she could also put boundaries so that was also her way of being um, a very normal person yeah you could see that as well Oh, and about the acceptance, I, I reflected a little bit and I think it has been one of the very few groups, the training group, where I have felt completely okay and accepted and with all our diversities and um, uh, different nationalities, um, different ages and so we all had a place and and that was marvelous and actually talking about it i'm getting a little bit emotional i must say um because it was such a welcoming experience really we were welcome into the world into the training and and I think she really encouraged us to carry that on and forward into our work. 
welcome our clients. And uh, she even said sometimes, um, sometime in the middle of the training, that she loved all her clients. She loved all her clients. And then later on, um, we kind of <laughs> made it a little bit more specific, you know, and asked you well, all the time and stuff, for as long as they were lying on the couch, for example. And it's actually true that when you look at the client from above, when you're at the head of the client side and see them kind of upside down, it's much easier to love them. I find always too, because we have a different perspective and we can just see the beauty of the person. And when I reflected a little bit about, um, you know, what Gerda taught us and the methods, or is there any particular aspect of biodynamic that I find is very important or perhaps also different from other approaches and yes of course we have learned lots of different tools and massage techniques and rooted talking and vegetal therapy but what i found gerda really showed us and she was a beautiful example for that is how to use our voice she used her voice as a therapeutic tool. Um, she could change her voice so um, quickly and adjust to what her intentions were. And actually, I find these days where some of us work more online and don't really have the possibility to pick up fully on all the body language and and it, it is different to be in the same room with someone than when you see them on screen but the voice is still a very very potent tool that we can use for the online work so she uh, told us always also about the the different levels of interacting one the trivial and then the tragic so and she she could for example say oh hello how are you you know this is more the trivial and you would get a certain response on that level or she could say and how are you and she gave us sometimes she she did a lot of the teaching also through little um, examples or stories from her life and um, in her early years of teaching she had to travel a lot and uh, was sitting at airports or railway stations and where people were waiting around and she was baffled by how many people would quite happily pour out their story, their life story. And she didn't know quite why that happened, why me? And 
not to someone else. And it was because she had put so much empathy in her voice and and asked really you know she, she let them know that she wanted to know how they were um and then there is sometimes of course also the need to change the voice also in the therapy session and um particularly when we work um you know with more it might be childhood experiences of the client when they go back in history and then it would be useful for them to just have a more internal view and in that moment she would very assertively say close your eyes and maybe even make a movement to show them to really shut down you know from downwards a movement downwards and she said, and in those moments, I don't ask them, but I demand it from them. So um, there were moments where she was really inviting, um, saying it verbally or also just with her voice, hmm, or showing interest. Maybe she called them the stepping stones. Uh, or maybe just short words or just repeating one of the last words the client had said and 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 she herself then would go also into a very relaxed state in herself which she called alpha alpha state i think it was marvelous to have her as an example and see how she worked and so I come back not so much to the theory, but more to her being and how she showed us um, the way she had developed the, uh, the biodynamic work, but she showed it in her own being very naturally. It almost seeped in. Yeah? So I'm extremely grateful to her and uh, remember her often. So. My name is Dr. Gottfried Heuer. Um, I trained here in London with Gerda's first, uh, I think it was her first training group that she set up in London in, um, in Montague Square. Uh, I believe she had worked somewhere, somehow in Peckham before, possibly only with massage or I don't know, but uh, the training group that I joined in 1974 was uh, the first training group that Gerda led in London. What I most, what I most remember is my, my first meeting with Gerda, uh, I can spontaneously really say she changed my life. She absolutely changed my life. And I've, I feel touched when, when I'm saying this. Uh, of course, correctly speaking, I changed my life, but she was absolutely, absolutely instrumental in that. Um, I, had, uh, I had read a lot of Reich, uh, Reich's works in uh, in Germany in connection with the students' rebellion, and then 
I decided to emigrate to this country and uh, having read Reich left me with the conviction that it would be really good if I had Reichian therapy, which was not available in, in, in Germany at that time. And um, uh, through some really strange coincidences, I got an address of an Australian man who I had heard was interested in body psychotherapy. And I happened to meet him, Peter Eady, uh, on the very last day that he lived in the squad where he lived, he would have gone elsewhere the next day. And he, we talked about Russian therapy and he had been in contact with Gerda and he said, she's, she's, she's an interesting woman and you, you should meet her. So I went to see her, that must have been in, uh, in the summer of 1974, and um, uh, to speak with her about, could she accept me as a patient? Could I have uh, body psychotherapy with me, with her? And um, uh, to my utter and complete surprise, in the course of our conversation that was in Woods Muse, where she lived at the time of Hyde Park, uh, she asked me, uh, had, had I ever thought about becoming a psychotherapist? And I was, I was absolutely baffled. I had, I had never, ever considered that as a possibility. And I, I, I could almost say, I remember it as if it were, had been yesterday. I kind of stuttered and said, but, but, but I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really not sure. I, I, uh, I, I haven't even studied psychology at the university. And I remember her saying, well, that may not be a disadvantage. <laughs> and uh, I mean, looking back, I mean, after, well, uh, I have become a psychotherapist since, since, since then. Um, and I've been working as one. Uh, that was really, and, and I'm, I'm absolutely happy in doing that. And it feels as if it's really the right thing for me to do. And uh, it was that, it goes back to that pivotal question of hers. Have you ever thought of becoming a psychotherapist yourself? <laughs> and uh, the body, the biodynamic body psychotherapeutic part is certainly part of my work. So I link it with Jungian analysis. Uh, and, uh, and that huge achievement of hers the, the gentle approach stays with me. I mean, whether I'm working in the direction of including the body or also in any uh, psychoanalytic, psychotherapeutic talk, her, this, this gentle approach, her accepting, not judging and receptive being receptive to the tiniest nuances from coming from the body is, yeah, I, I could, I could, I was thinking about it and I thought I could superficially say 
in terms of so many of the other body psychotherapists, I mean, of her generation, having been men, um, that to use the word, it's the feminine touch or the feminine aspect. But then I'm thinking of Ida Rolf, for example, who obviously also was a woman. And uh, it's, it's kind of the very opposite of that uh, gentle, uh, receptive attitude. Um, I was also thinking that, I was also con considering when she was born, um, during her teens, yeah, during her teens, her country uh, would have been occupied by Nazi Germany. And throughout my years, I mean, I stayed, after I finished my training, after I qualified in 1977, I stayed at the center uh, until the mid, mid to late 80s. And I was in touch with her, uh, with, with Gerda, right until the very end. I, uh, I was at her 80th birthday party and uh, um, I was also, and, and, and her wedding, of course, uh, sadly also at her funeral. Um, during the whole time, there was not, not a single discriminatory mentioning by her of me, me having originated in the country that had occupied hers during what we might call her formative years, in, in great contrast to my uh, Jungian analytic training, where uh, that was very badly frowned upon. And, and, and remarked upon and etc. Et, et in I can say in her very gentle and loving way, uh, she also included spirituality in, in her work. In, I think at the time I was less open to that than now where it has really become yeah, I can say one of the cornerstones of my work. My name is Julie Jenner, and I began training in 2001. So I was part of DC1 in the new London School for Biodynamic Psychotherapy, now the Centre for Body Psychotherapy. And this was the school which Gerda had asked to be created in her transition into retirement. And she became consultant. And in my very first introductory weekend, I went along and had the honor of working with Gerda and um, also uh, Daniel Tangwe, um, Cheryl was there, and I had my first lived experience in an introductory weekend. Um, I had heard about Gerda and was very curious about, you know, this, this concept of biodynamic, this, this movement of life energy within us, and how that could help and support human beings in their lives. 
and I was also in pain and looking for some help and was open, curious, and you know, would try anything. So this was this was also what I what I brought to the experience. Um, so I I knew it was important, and I when I met Gerda had an experience of you know being being fascinated by her. You know, in in, in her she has a grandeur about her when I met her. Um, she was very elegant, um, she's very attentive, had a real visual acuity and, a, and an energetic acuity, although at the time I wouldn't have known quite what to call that, but I could feel it. And there I was for a whole weekend in London, exploring how it is to work and feeling a little bit in awe of her, but also very appreciative of her storytelling which brought to life, you know, in her teaching, it brought to life um, her, her own energy and lived experience of her discoveries and, and, and how, she, um, how she developed her theories. It was very entertaining and it felt um, very soothing to be around. Yeah. And, and I love the way that Gerda talked about energy and that she was, you know, she was, she was quite maverick she was on the edges of things and that came in with her history you know when she brought in her discoveries and how it had happened and and I like that I like that I was being with this woman who was a you know then she was she was a elder stateswoman in 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 the psychotherapy world and um, so I felt in, in awe of that and a, and also a love of yeah, we can come here and spend a whole weekend exploring this and finding out and being with someone, this woman who had lived through a lot. Yeah. And Gerda had brought the work to London, I understand, in 1968, which was the year I was born. And so it also gives me a sense of, you know, I carry within me, oh, she was around and things were happening and there was a whole history that even though I didn't know about it when I was a kid and I wish I had, but I knew about nature and I knew about music and I knew about energy. And now when I think back on, actually Gerda was around there and others before her and others since, that, that sense of connection with that, with that lineage over time, you know, this brings me a great deal of, of comfort. Um, I, I sometimes can lean back into that and, and feel like I'm, you know, I'm not the only one doing this. I can lean back into this. So, you know, meeting Gerda and I and I did that on a few occasions and I um, met her individually and I found her to be very compassionate, very, very keenly and quickly able to tune into a new human being. And she had also an aliveness around that and a, I think she had a fascination around human beings and different manifestations of you know, who is this person and this tuning in and um, daring to bring her feistiness and her fieriness I think she has a lot of fiery energy um, and I know that was sometimes difficult for for some people and trainings um, I think it was possibly a very different experience being her client to being one of her trainees. Um, but I was gifted by her 
despite my being in awe, despite my being a little bit scared of her, she was a big presence. Um, but I was also gifted that she truly saw me. She truly saw in me exactly what I needed and she told me. And even though I didn't quite know what to do with that at the time, what resonated in every cell of me is that she really got me. She, she was really right there. She really got me. And that, that is a wonderful, wonderful feeling that I've been able to work with and explore in my own therapy and all of the training that I've, that I've done since then and continues because it never stops you know and, and as with Gerda you know she was a woman who never stopped in the sense that she was always curious was always exploring was always finding out was always wanting to see you know how how is this how is this happening called life energy how is how is this in us how is this working um, you know, in our connection with others, even if you might be, you know, connecting with someone on the other side of the planet or beyond, how is, how is this thing called life energy that comes into our tissues and enlivens us and animates us? And what do we need when we've had experiences that have caused us to contract against that or dissociate out? And I might complete, if I may, for now with a um, a, a learning that I gained from Gerda that I deeply, deeply appreciate. She would often bring some of her stories of helping people who had gone into, you know, were, were very ill, were in hospital, couldn't move. Um, and while she didn't bring all of the details of the particular individuals, she brought again and again in those um, recounting those stories, she brought in that she would trust working with the energy and working with the psychoperistasis and that she deeply trusted that. And she would find a way through very careful, very attuned contact with that human being who couldn't move, couldn't respond, was in danger, but she'd find a way to follow the energy in her connection with them and in their body, which of course includes brain, nervous system, mind, energy. And she would find a way to, to unlock where, where the trauma had caused the collapse. Now, we, we now have more language about this with the wonderful development around polyvagal theory and many of the trauma-informed theories. But Gerda had a way to work with that and, and had written about that many, many, many years ago. Now, now it's available in English, thank goodness. But there, there is something about her finding that through her keen perception, her curiosity and her presence through her touch, working to, to find out what, what's happened, what, you know, what's going on and what's needed in someone's body through working with touch at a time when this, is, this has often been taboo and to help someone come out of that collapse. So in essence, she, she, she discovered that if your sympathetic system and your parasympathetic system is jammed on full, you as a human being are in a state of collapse and despair. 
and she would work sometimes with people who, who were going into danger. If that continues, then someone is going to die. And she could find a way to unlock that and get them back out of it. So parasympathetic, sympathetic, come back into equilibrium. And I was given such hope when I saw that she had written about that and I heard it in her stories. And that connection to hope and aliveness resonated with me deeply a long time ago. And my heartfelt thanks to Gerda is for being able to bring something in that gives hope and gives a possibility of finding a way for each and every one of us. My name is Bernd Aiden. Mm -hmm. And where and when did you train? When I started to get to know biodynamic work in the mid-70s, I lived in Berlin. It was an exciting time and the experience of alternative psychotherapies were becoming popular for the creative left-wing younger generation. I was already engaged in running a self-help psychotherapy center with other people which included also Rainer Perfolds, Mieke Noack and Angelika Goltz, who were later in London with us. And Jochen, of course, yeah. We invited different trainers to teach us. And we became particularly impressed by the trainers from the Gerda Boysen Center in London. In January, 1978, I moved to London to continue my training at the Boysen Center together with my partner, Jochen. We joined an existing training group, which was primarily taught by Gerda herself. We eventually advanced to becoming trainers at the Boysen Center. We parted from Gerda in the summer of 1983 and founded our own training school known as the Chiron Center for Body Psychotherapy. And what do you remember about Gerda, about learning with her in those days? Yeah, there are so many very good memories and there are two aspects I want to focus on which are very important to me personally. I have first of all an enormous gratitude to Gerda for her belief in me. When I started with biodynamic work, I was a troubled young man in my late 20s with little therapeutic understanding. She encouraged me to believe in myself with the words, I know you can do it. Her positive and loving attitude meant a lot to me. After working first with clients, she entrusted me to one part of her training. It was the start of a fulfilling and successful career. She gave me the confidence to work as a body psychotherapist and to later teach the work. Here is a poignant quote from the Irish poet John O'Donoghue in relation to this. One of the most important gifts in the world is the gift of encouragement. 
when someone encourages you, that person will help you cross a threshold that you might otherwise never have crossed on your own. That's the end of the quote. My second reflection is that I want to say something also about the impact of Gada's work on me. I really loved the weekly training sessions with her. When we entered the training, there was hardly any structure. There was only one group and all the others were already more experienced than us in the biodynamic approach. So we learned a lot in, in that particular setting. Gada would hold court with her charismatic presence and we would gather around her. It was a lot of fun most of the time. Her teaching was very experiential. She would work on us and explain afterwards her work. I was deeply touched witnessing her fine attunement and how she facilitated change in the client on an emotional, vegetative or cognitive level. It was very convincing. Her work was also always very embodied. It wasn't mind talking. Tuning into inner sensations and feelings and encouraging an inner movement and flow of energy, not always visible. It was gentle and allowing. Feel your body, let it happen, were her favorite messages. This facilitated a profound change in my personality. I started to experience my body as an anchor and container of an inner richness I had not known about before. I learned about self-regulation, to trust and follow my inner impulses and feelings and be less governed by my mind. I became absolutely convinced about the importance of working with your body and would never want to abandon that by changing my way of working. Later as a Chiron trainer and active member of UKCP, I studied other psychotherapeutic approaches and I also was in a Jungian analysis for 14 years, all important influences which I integrated into my work. Still, I always wanted to be primarily a body psychotherapist and was proud to work on the edge of the body-mind split like Gerda herself. Now I'm enjoying my retirement since 2011 and have a comfortable life. My name is Caroline Duggan. Um, I never actually knew Gerda, um, but her spirit and um, presence loomed large over my training at Chiron, which um, Chiron Association for Body Psychotherapy, which I kind of undertook around the middle of the 1990s uh, into the kind of early noughties. Um, 
I was um, taught a weekend on um, sort of midwife, midwife um, work with Clover Southwell. And um, also I had, um, um, I, I learned biodynamic massage with, um, you know, various tutors at, at Chiron. Um, I guess the thing that always um, struck me most was kind of like trusting the process and trusting what was going on inside you, being present, um, feeling what energy you could. Um, at, at the beginning, I always I found it very, very mystifying. Um, I, I kind of came from a very... Um, rational background and and all the stuff about energy um often seem to go right over my head but what i always kind of take away from everything i learned about biodynamic massage is that actually just kind of being present with someone and allowing you know kind of touch and whatever arises from there can be really really powerful and in my sort of many years of work as, as a practice or uh, body psychotherapy I've sometimes found that my kind of sessions of biodynamic massage have been the most powerful and inspiring ones that I've done and I have to I have to confess I sometimes didn't really know what I was doing and that was quite a challenge for me um but I can only go with the kind of you know um evidence of of you know my my eyes and ears as to you know the, the huge benefits and um yeah I'm really um proud of what you're doing um and i do think it's really right that gerda should have the recognition that she deserves you know as being kind of one of the absolute forerunners of everything to do with you know neurobiology um all the things that now all these men have got involved in you know are now respectable but you know in in her day she was probably thought of as being very left field and a bit nutty <laughs> Um, I'd like to mention the lovely Monica Shabel, who taught me biodynamic massage with the lightest of touch in my first year, and um, Kayla Burning, um, who followed up in the second and third year, um, marrying the kind of practical with the theory together. I'd like to also uh, remember the jellyfish, um, which is an amazing tool which uses all the... Um, the, the 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 theory if you like of um expansion and contraction and it's something that even though i haven't really used it much i often think about it in sessions with people when they are either kind of on the mattress or just in the chair talking about how the energy is is continually um sort of expanding contracting and hopefully expanding again I'm Carlene van Hale. And where and when did you train? I trained, I, well, I trained in the group of 1984. I came to London in January 1985, so I joined that group a bit later. Mm -hmm. um, and at the Goethe Boysen Centre in London. And Goethe Boysen at the time was around a lot. Because they just had been the split with Chiron, so oh. she lost a lot of her trainers and she was around a lot.
And can you tell me a memory of Gerda or an aspect of the biodynamic method that is the one that is most important to you, that's most alive for you? Yeah, today? yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. Um, well, the longer I am in this work, the more I appreciate how much she knew and what a fantastic therapist she was, you know. I, I've seen her shortcomings, but really what shines through is her qualities. Her incredible understanding of, of how to guide somebody in hugely painful process, you know, really getting to the core of their trauma uh, just by her presence, just by her gentleness. And then you know, knowing when, you know, knowing, first of all, how to get somebody there and how to be with that. And then there would always be something in her. And having seen some of the videos, I can really see that again, um, that then can lift it. Yeah. So people come out, out of the painful place with, uh, with more strength, with more love, with laughter, with, you know, um, and I think, wow, you know, she really was an artist at that. And having written about her sort of really deep understanding of the physiological aspect of her work, you know, what happens in the body when we repress, what happens in the body when we process, you know, she really understood that. And, and having written about that, I'm now trying to write more about um, her understanding of what she called the primary personality, you know, the sort of our essence. And, uh, and that's the bit I really love in the work because that's, you know, we're not just about pain, we have so much about expansion and growth and potential and heart and love and, you know, to, to be as full as we can be. And, and Gerda for me was also the first person who really gave permission to that. You know, I didn't know that in my life. Yeah, to be, you know, somebody to say, yeah, go for it. You know, be as loud, be as happy, be as screaming, be as angry, be as whatever <laughs> as you need to be. And, and she would celebrate it with you not be faced by anything and uh, yeah the main thing i can think of right now mm. and how does how does um biodynamic the spirit of biodynamic show up in in your life in your everyday life i think it shows up in everything what I realized is, especially in nowadays, with the world being so difficult, it just feels so good to have this as my outlet. Yeah, this is how I contribute to love and healing of people, of the planet, of, of all of us somehow. And it makes me feel less helpless. And and. As I said, you know, sometimes the work is really painful, sometimes it's heavy, sometimes it's difficult, but most of the time it's so 
joyful and and meaningful and you know i feel really honored to have this as my profession and to help students to learn about it and yeah i'm still totally biodynamic <laughs> i'm still totally in goethe's camp you know after lots of years of doing other things i keep coming back to this one My name is Rubens Kigenel. You know, uh, I was in Brazil in 1976, and I was doing my therapy here. Uh, and then uh, I heard about a woman in London, you know, that uh, was working in psychotherapy with the body. And then I went here and I made an appointment with Gerda. Uh, and uh, she received me uh, in her in a private room, you know. Uh, and uh, at that time, in 1970, final 1970, I was 26 years old, and uh, I was, of course, going through a difficult time in my life at that uh, with with 26, you know. And so I went together and said, "Look." Uh, I am like that, I'm not well, I want to learn, I want to be in this school, I want to experience myself, and uh, I don't know uh, how to do it. And uh, and Gerda looked at me with that smile, special smile she used to have, uh, and she opened her arms and said, you know, uh, this place is like an open book, and you are welcome in our book. Uh, and this was very, very much touching for me at that time to be welcomed like that and included, included in a place like that. So the, inclu the inclusion in this way, affective, intelligent, intellectual, and bodily, you know, this, this really, I felt like a warm embrace to my life, you know. Uh, so I was very touched by that, and in fact, uh, it was not only an open book for me, it was a kind of encyclopedia, encyclopedia open for me, you know, so many things open in my life. I mean, in, in my private, uh, uh, in my private uh, therapy in London, and in my private training, in the, in the, during the training in London, I learned so much. I met so many people from all over the world. At that time, uh, my group, it was a group, uh, each person, I think, was from a different country, you know. English people, maybe there were one uh, and or two, because the others, they came from different countries. So we had... a. Very diverse group of people together, and and this this was uh, in 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 my personality. This this was very important because I really like to be in touch with diversity, with the differences, you know, and learn how to deal with that. So so coming from South America, coming from Brazil, and be in an open place like that, it was a discovery. 
uh, for my life, you know. So I think I think this was the most important thing. And uh, when I when I finished my training, this was 1981, you know. I, so I was there five years after that day with Gala. Um, I came back to Brazil and uh, I opened a school here with with some friends, you know. Each of them they did a different thing. And uh, I had a school, a biodynamic school here for maybe 30 years. Uh, and um, it, it was it was it was pretty important for me in my life. So then I left the school, but at the same time when I left London, uh, maybe one year later, I went back there, you know, to visit. And, and there I met again Eba and Gerda and everybody, they were all there. And they invited me to be a teacher in the school. Uh, and from there on, I started to teach in London. And many, at that time, there were many training, biodynamic training schools in different countries in Europe, you know. So I started to teach in different countries in Europe. Uh, because they invited me to do so, and uh, and so the world, the world was open for me again. You know, you know when when I when I came to London, I was a sportman. I was a real sportman, you know, uh, and uh, and I I think I as a sportman at that time, I think I think I was quite square as a person, you know, quite structure in only one thing you know and uh and my feelings they were very much fragmented and um and uh, uh and too much too much rigid in a way of looking what should be life you know and and of course during during the training by by receiving the massage by by letting go, you know, my muscles, my vegetal system, my mind, my, you know, my ideas, my thoughts, you know, going into the flow of my life, going into the flow of my body, you know, uh, that brought me a lot of uh, curiosity for life, but brought me a lot of pleasure in life too, you know, I so I felt I felt much more alive, you know. Uh, that training uh, brought me life, brought me real life with all the oceanic waves of life, you know. So that you know, in biodynamic we we talk a lot about oceanic waves, right? But if you see that as a metaphor to not only the feelings in the body, you know, which are can be very oceanic too, but uh, if, if you think that as a metaphor, it means that life is always in movement. And we have to learn, you know, how to surf in that in the waves of life, how to surf in this in these movements of the ocean, you know. Uh, and uh, and uh, somehow I learned that uh, during my training, but not only during the training. Of course, after the training, uh, life kept much more dynamic, 
much more biodynamic than I was before, you know. So my contacts with people, they improved a lot. You know, I started to have much more free contacts with people. I met people that had, that had to do with my new way of being. So it was fit, it was matching. You know, the world was the, the world was matching more uh, with my needs, with my beliefs, with my way of being. You know, so it changed a lot. You know, it changed a lot. Uh, I don't I don't make from that uh, an ideal because it is not an ideal. In fact, uh, uh, of course, there are there are suffering in that in in the process, and we cannot uh, you know. For me, of course, after so many years, I don't idealize anything. I don't even idealize uh, Gerda's uh, not uh, Gerda's way of teaching, and I don't idealize that. But uh, I can see what was the good part of the whole thing, and that was the most the most important thing for me. Well, there is another important thing. Okay. Now, uh, now is two thousand twenty two. Two thousand twenty two. I was in London in nineteen seventy six. This means is forty six years ago. When I when I first started my training 46 years ago, you know, and uh, I still working dynamically, I still living dynamically, and I will keep that dynamically because uh, it it is an opening for life, you know. My name is Nikki Smout. And when did you train in Badalamic? I trained, I started in 1993 mm. in Amsterdam at the institute that was called uh, back then the Kleine Swan, which means the small swan. Hmm. It was in the middle of Amsterdam. And I was trained by Cora Slieker and Menno de Lange. And um, and it was uh, back then a training of three, three no three year training a massage therapist and then a three year training vegetotherapy. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. so and it was woven a bit. So in um, in five years I I started with my practice. Mm -hmm. And what aspect of the biodynamic method is most important to you or is there a memory of Gerda that you would particularly like to share with us yeah I I'm um I don't have a memory of Gerda firsthand uh, I was about to meet her when she turned 80 on the conference and then unfortunately as we all know that didn't happen so I don't have an experience um firsthand of Gerda um i do uh i do have an experience firsthand of uh, mona lisa boysen boysen um uh, and so, so so what i uh what i like one of the things that really touched me about the biodynamic is that it is um such a complete uh, uh, invitation to become so embodied 
and to 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 connect with your own life force in such a gentle way which which I, I found very remarkable and touches me all the time it really gave me in my personal life um, for the first time I can say I was searching but I also found something <laughs> I found something inside myself and I could reconnect with something that that was bigger than I could imagine not that it is necessarily mine but the but the sort of a source a life source mm. to tap into that in my body which was quite uh, I found very remarkable and also the way to that that it was uh, that that I always felt invited in such a gentleness that that it could uh, something very very um, from deep within could could evolve and and open up and flower so that is what what always really touched me it, it, uh, and and you know i don't i don't have a memory of of gerda but i i do have uh, um, memories of other trainers um and and also of course of cora and menno um and what i what i what what menno what what cora used to say or what i really uh, stays with me is that she 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 could always sort of reach beyond and uh, underneath all the defenses and all the secondary personality and she she was in such a gent gentle i say that word a lot of times but it was also very elegant a very very um, with, with a lot of dignity she could really invite you from under all the layers she could really dive in and that was such an art i was so fascinated and touched because she could touch you this way mm -hmm. underneath everything um, and, the, and, at the, and at that moment feeling really met but also in touched with with a part that was really covered for a long time so that I really got from Cora, and what I got from Menno was that he 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 uh, he created a space in which uh, in which as well there was a big connection with the primary personality, but also the secondary personality was part of the same stream. So he he, he really offered the opportunity to to to. Uh, to move out of duality, to feel that the primary personality could also hold, or, or, or uh, with the with the secondary personality. And one one final, I I, I really uh, or or one part, I don't know if it's the final, is what what I what I taught from what I'm what Clover Clover Southwell taught me, and really stayed with me is that she talked about the pinch from within. And that is something I really uh, uh, trust so much, and I think I learned with the biodynamic to trust the the, the impulse, the pinch, the from from within the system. Can you say what that is? The pinch. Yeah, I also. So, so how I understood it is that there is always something inside the person, the body, uh, that from the back the depth is searching for more space for wholeness for uh, soulfulness uh, I, I think it also touches a lot about 
uh, along with Jung's ideas of individuation, so that there is in all of us this, this innate movement toward, yeah, you could say, to bloom or towards light or to, to become, to become whole. Mm. So there is something I find so, yeah, very core of the biodynamic. And I think it, it really, when I work, that is, that is what I tune into. And um, I think we, we, we really have an, an, um, a, yeah, a way of being with others, a way of touching that, that almost spontaneously something is going to happen in somebody mm-hmm. that I really like. But I, I fell in love with that part. There are more parts of the biodynamic, but this is, mm-hmm. I can really feel how much, I can really feel how much I love this work mm-hmm. and how dear it is to me. Mm-hmm. How really dear it is to me. My name is Jochen Lude. And uh, in January 1978, Bernd Eiden and I moved to England to join the advanced training group in, at the Gerda Boysen Center in Acton, London, which was run by Gerda herself. All participants on this course joined together regardless of their level of experience. And that meant that uh, that senior staff members and less experienced students like us were taught by Gerda simultaneously. This was a great importance to our training training processes. What I most appreciated during the training was that theory and practice were closely connected. We practiced by working in pairs as client and therapist. In this way, Gerda was able to observe us and comment on our work right away and focus on its relation to the essence of her method. Self-awareness, was the most was the foundation learning about one's own bodily responses and inner processes was almost more important than the theoretical understanding besides the teaching of her biodynamic methods and learning the various massage techniques it was of utmost importance to undergo one's own individual biodynamic psychotherapy, which was offered by senior staff members to us. This meant that my therapist could sit next to me in the training group and in exercises, I could be her therapist. At that time, there was 
no clear boundaries yet, but it did not have any apparent negative effects on me. After the summer break in 1980, and a total of three years of training, we were able to see our first clients <clears throat> under close supervision. I felt euphoric and with pride to be now part of the Boysen Center's team. During this time, I had this significant dream, and I quote, I watched Gerda riding a horse that strides along slowly and gracefully. I feel the desire to ride a horse next to her as well. Gerda must have sensed this and brings a horse to me with the instruction that I must first prove that I trust the horse and vice versa that the horse trusts me. That's why I should put my hand in the horse's mouth. I don't hesitate for a moment and put my hand into the horse's mouth with a pounding heart. I feel the strong teeth that could any time bite me, but instead of being of biting me, the horse tenderly caresses my hand. I'm allowed to mount and have to hold into the mane without a saddle or reins. We ride side by side for a while as my horse begins to ride faster and faster until he takes into the air. We fly over meadows and fields over fantastically beautiful landscapes and later over a wonderful winter landscape. The horse and I enjoy this excursion with great joy. At this moment, we recognize a frozen lake in front of us, and we did not know if the ice is thick enough to carry us when we land. I trust the horse and whisper in his ear that we will make it. The ice is too thin. We are cracking, we are breaking into the water. With all his strength and energy, the horse manages to pull himself up once more and turn in the air so that we land backwards on solid ground again. We both lie 
happily on our backs and laugh at each other, at each, at each other. At that moment, Gerda, who was hidden behind a bush, sees us and claps her hands and shouts, well done, and throws us a bottle of champagne. The horse opens the bat, the bottle with his strength, with his strong teeth, and we toast to our health and drink the bottle empty. End of the dream. The dream symbolizes to me that through Gerda, I could develop my strength and trust that I was on the right path. The decision to go to London turned out to be the right one for me. For this, I am forever grateful to Gerda, even though we parted ways in the summer of 1983 to pursue our own therapeutic path. So my name is Melanie Dersel, and I'm from Belgium originally. Um, and where, where and when did you train? I trained in London at the London School of Biodynamic Psychotherapy, and I was part of the DC-15 diploma course. Um, so trained from 2015 onwards to graduate in 2021. And can you tell me an aspect or more an aspect or two of the biodynamic method that is most important to you, please. Okay, uh, the most important must be coming from uh, physiotherapy. So I graduated as a physiotherapist in, um, in the late 80s in Belgium um, with a special interest in uh, perinatal assistance to mothers. And back then I felt already that something was missing in my training when treating my patients at the time and subsequently touching them uh, I felt overwhelmed by the amount of information that my hands would pick up um, however I had not been trained um, to analyze the emotional component of my patient's uh, condition let alone to understand the effects of somatic transference, transference and countertransference. So I could simply not continue addressing my patients in what I call today a clinical touch. So my journey at the school there, um, a first element would have to be um, uh, learning the um, almighty power of the um, autonomic nervous system and then moving from a clinical touch to therapeutic touch with the help of the stethoscope. Um, but of course, um, I have to uh, mention that um, finding the London School of Biodynamic Psychotherapy for me was a saving ground because um, um, Gerda Boysen had a similar background uh, where she had also studied physiotherapy and I felt reassured from the start that my own experience as a physiotherapist would not be lost. So yeah, 
from clinical touch to therapeutic touch, um, biodynamic massage and the use of the stethoscope took uh, some getting used to. Uh, it was the first time I, have, I had ever heard of using a stethoscope uh, during massage. Uh, coming from a more clinical way of applying massage, how could I possibly imagine that the sounds popping out of my stethoscope would bring me crucial information about my client's emotional charge, let alone uh, allow me to follow the digestion of the emotional uh, load through the observation of my client's vasomotoric cycle and uncovering its wide healing energy during relaxation and harmonization. It is Gemma Ireland, a teacher who said, a charge is attached to a wound. And when a wound has been found, a reaction needs to be facilitated. The learning to use biodynamic touch sequences as a therapeutic tool to promote communication with my client came as an illumination. This allowed me to uncover my power to communicate through touch and to realize that the intention I'm putting in my hand impacts how my client receives my treatment. My intention is reaching the core of my client beyond its neurotic structure. And by holding my intention and keeping it clear, it can resonate with my client's core energy. This congruence between head heart and hands is what I have found with much wonderment in attuned therapeutic touch. Um, today, I consider the essence of my work to be recognizing and attempting to decipher all the unconscious, non-verbal, quasi-physiological interpersonal exchange that occurs between my body and my client's body so that our bodies might co-regulate. This vegetative identification or somatic resonance is what I believe constitutes the foundation of my presence in the therapeutic relationship and represents my primary form of contact with my client in the therapeutic space. So if I have a little bit of time left, you do. I, I want to um, talk to you about my fascination on the uh, almighty um, autonomic nervous system, um, particularly the power of its unconscious effects on people's major life functions and appearance. I grew up scared and ashamed of my father's uncontrolled nervous tick in his left leg, which he developed after an extremely close encounter with one of a hundred bullets fired by German airplanes on a line of people, including him, his mother and sisters, fleeing their home during World War II. My father was 11 years old at the time when his autonomic nervous system had been irretrievably damaged. I was turning 50 that year and discovering the origin of my father's handicap liberated me from the fear and shame associated with this incident. My name is Anad Ben Israel. I've studied in London in the Gerda Boysen Center at the time 
in I started in 1984. I studied with Gerda Boysen, Eva Boysen, Mona Lisa Boysen, Paul Boysen, and his wife Leah Boysen. I feel feel very privileged and which is all about timing to be able to study with each of them and each of them inspired me. However, the greatest inspiration till this day and every time I would say I teach, mainly teach, but sometimes even when I work with clients or in supervision or with my tutees is Gerda Boysen and really her spirit, her consciousness, her energy, her love to humanity, and in her own way, adding to the betterment, not only of humans, but as well the way we interact with our beloved planet. Um, her contribution is huge, and it's huge in my life, and it radiates like ripples with the people that I come in contact with, especially when it regards to biodynamic psychotherapy. And I think the thing that um, was most important for me and still is, is about the independent well-being and the primary personality that innately within us, there is a being that is greater than our issues, than our personality, than our traumas, our pains. And that it's connected to a flow which we cannot really put our finger on, but we know when we are connected with. And that in everyday life, in everyday life, it is possible to be connected as well as disconnected. And that in the way that Gerda was teaching, it was something very apparent that she too sometimes was disconnected, but she knew her way to connect, how to dial home, how through, uh, through the psychoperstalsis to come to this very primal space of pulsation. Um, so for me, for me, my greatest memory of Gerda Boysen is her essence. That that is, keeps on inspiring me at this moment too when I speak. I tune into that, I would say that uh, dimension. And it's a dimension that respects the individual, respects the individual right to their own life and respects all living things. And from that I'm teaching, from that space I'm teaching, from that space I'm working, from that space I'm inspired. And it is greater than biodynamic psychotherapy. It is greater than Gerda Boysen or any other teacher or all of us because we all are within that sphere. And... Um, It is very uh, beautiful for me to see my place in this long lineage of teachers such as 
Clover South Wales, such as Menolan, as Rubens, as um, Mary Malloy, um, Alice Jacobus, um, uh, Alberto Dejanet, uh, Michelle Quellan. So there are so many people that we are like pearls, um, that we are strung together through the consciousness and energy of Gerda Boysen. And so in that necklace is, um, has no clasp. The way, the way the biodynamic uh, psychotherapy is manifesting in my own life is primarily by respecting myself. And respecting myself is an everyday activity, is listening to my body, if my body feels tight or contracted, what do I want to do about that? Maybe it serves me that moment, but maybe not so much. So then I will take a deep breath and I will be very aware about expanding my whole body with the breath and allowing a sigh to come on the other side, a little mini vegetal therapy. And it can happen within a few seconds. Um, as well about about not having a critique, not having uh, conversations that are talking me down, that are putting me down. And that is so important. And that is, um, I would say that that's one of the gifts of biodynamic and other spiritual practices that I do and that I've studied for many years. I don't have that. I don't have... Uh, the, the, this very nasty voice. And so biodynamic ushered me into knowing that voice and as well into taking the wisdom and it evaporated. And so um, that is one of the ways I said care and um, as well, um, it's important for me to have downtime, to listen to my psychoperistasis, to know that when that is happening, there is a deep peace in me. And I see that in the students that I work with and with my clients, I see these moments where they connect to something that is meaningful to them. And sometimes it's actually knowing how we did not serve ourselves, how we did not care ourselves, because at that moment we have a choice. So my greatest way of self-caring, and I try to um, inspire students and colleagues to do the same, is to have choice. Huge thank you to everyone who generously gave their time for interviews and everybody. There are many people who helped out with this and I'm hugely grateful 
to all of you who made this possible. You can find websites and bios in the notes that accompany this episode. I would love for this tapestry, this history of biodynamic voices celebrating Gerda to be heard far and wide. So please do share it with your friends, your clients, your colleagues in different modalities in real life and on social media. Uh, It's available to embed on your website if you'd like that. Uh, Just get in touch on my email, which is kate.codrington at gmail.com. And next time you say or you're asked to let your body move or notice your energy or to let it flow, let it breathe, to use self-touch, to let go of expectations or to rest when your body needs it. Remember that back in the day, it was a girl from Bergen who initiated these ideas and having a huge therapeutic gift, resilience and trust in her methods and complete trust in her body wisdom, in the cycles, in the wisdom of her body to complete these cycles. She spread her knowledge across the globe, influencing subsequent generations of body-based therapists after her. And her name was Gerda. Gerda.